0: Fans, welcome back to the latest episode of the Shrews Views podcast here at the Shropshire Star in association with the Kettle and Toaster Man. My name is Johnny Dreary, and today we're out on location. We've taken the pod on the road, and we're at the Crowd Meadow. But what for? Well, we'll tell you about that in a second. First of all, I'm alongside our Shropshire Star Shrewsbury expert, Mister Ollie Westbury. Ollie, how are you? Good week, mate. All good. Yeah, you always call me an expert. Not, 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 convinced. Am I bigging you up too much? Yeah, this is our
1: first ever in-person podcast.
0: It is. Yeah, we get Normally too used we're to Zoom. Get used to too much of the uh, the Zoom world these days, don't we? But, yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, we're down at the uh, down at the Crowd Meadow because um, we've got a special guest on the podcast. It's been a little bit of a, a shake-up at Shrewsbury Town, and it's delighted to be joined by the new chief executive, Liam Dooley. How are you? Welcome to the Shrewsviews Views
2: podcast. Oh, thank you very much. It seems a little bit of a whirlwind the first few weeks that we've been in, but. Uh, Absolutely delighted to be here and to have got started.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. How are you uh, how are you settling into Shropshire life? A little bit different to, to Yorkshire life or how is it going for you?
2: I love it so far. The uh, first thing I've said to people is how nice everybody is. And that's normally what people say when they come to Yorkshire is everybody talk to you. But it seems like it's a uh, miniature version here in that respect. is Everybody you speak to and you tell them that you're, you're down here in the week and you're, you're in the process of moving down properly. I've like, oh, come for a pint, come for a come for a coffee and the the staff have been so welcoming everybody I've come across has been like that and it's, it's been a fantastic place to be so far
0: good stuff now don't take this the wrong way but when I saw you were announced you know when you think of chief executives you think of maybe older looking people now I'm not going to guess your age but you're quite young for a chief executive you know and it's a it's a young role how do you you know how is it being in such? You know it's such an important job in a football club. Obviously, you've done another similar job at Sheffield Wednesday. You know, do, do you feel like? Do you feel one of the younger chief executives in the football league? All? I think that's why I've
2: probably grown a beard and put glasses on <laughs> to make myself look a little bit older <laughs> and a, a little bit more intelligent. But no, I, in, in my regard, I, from my opinion, I've, I've been in this game now for quite a long time. I've always kind of done senior roles within other businesses before I came into football, and having been at Wednesday and it's such a fast-paced environment. I mentioned that about being here, but I think that's football in general. You learn so much on a day-to-day basis that I probably looked a lot younger a few years ago than what I do now because you age and you have things that you you pick up that you never thought you'd be involved in, and then before you know it, that situation repeats itself, and you go, well, actually, I've done that before. I know how to do it. I think as long as you're willing to open your mind and keep learning, it doesn't really matter how old you are as long as you've you've had that experience and and you're willing to learn and if anything you've got the energy to keep doing that and there's some things that don't go your way, you have to get yourself back up and go again and I think that does give you experience beyond your years and I think if someone once said that if you're good enough you're old enough, but that's probably uh, we'll see how that plays out in a couple of years' time, shall we?
0: Yeah, just in terms of, you know, obviously transfers of players between clubs and you know, there's negotiations and stuff. What, how, how did, how's your journey to Shrewsbury come around? Cause, you know, it's not like signing a player, but it's obviously I'm sure there's a little bit of a, a different sort of process. How did it go around? You know, maybe Shrewsbury approaching you and bring you to the football club. Just talk the talk the supporters through through how it all came about.
2: Well, as, as someone who spent a lot of time playing football manager growing up, I was waiting for the uh, transfer negotiation. <laughs> but now, in in real terms. I've been speaking to Chairman for quite a long time and he mentioned that on the first press release that we put out.
0: Did he sort of sound you sound you out really almost headhunted and, and came to you?
2: We've known each other for a while from as you know when football clubs play each other within the boardroom the representatives of each club tend to tend to chat, have a have food, have a, have a glass of wine and the chairman, as you know, is, is fond of his, his good wines of which he told us we didn't have very good ones at Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> but um, in, in real terms we we struck up a good relationship from day one um, I think that's important for anybody you're going to work with but even in that environment you, you share ideas you exchange views on certain certain situations and we've had numerous conversations on the games where we've played in the past to the point where when he was looking to make a change we had a conversation at that point and I think you've got to you've got to be invested in the person that you work for the brand that you work for the company that you work for and everything that he said to me and what he's built here and over the years is is phenomenal and to be part of that and to help him on that next stage of the journey is something that I'd, I'd like to I'm so excited to be here as I keep saying and from from his perspective he. It was just a conversation, and it's a relationship piece that you build over time. And every time we've spoke and we've, we've clicked, and that's why now I think we can we're ready to make the next steps with with Shrewsbury Town. Yeah, good stuff. Um. So, so,
1: the way you talk about the club, it seems as though it was a relatively easy decision to make the to make the switch to Shropshire. But obviously, you've been in been in Sheffield and Yorkshire for for four years. And so, so how,
2: how easy was that decision to make? It was, a, it was a really easy one because we'd, we'd spoke about it last, last season as, as it happened, right at the end and said, look, what, what would your advice be if you're in my situation? As many people have these conversations um, and it, it nearly happened earlier than what it did, um, the move. And then so when it finally did happen and the conversation was, i said say, would you like to join us? It was, it was an easy decision for me because it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while is move into a chief exec role rather than a chief operating officer position. Um, the opportunities that you've got here to do that, the fantastic club that's that's being assembled, being built, and the supporters that we've got, unbelievable. And that's if we can get those people on board, makes this job easier, and hopefully makes what we produce on and off the field better as well. You mentioned that about moving into a, a chief exec role. What is the difference
1: between you know the previous role that you did at Sheffield Wednesday and the one that you're doing now?
2: I think from from my perspective, large parts of it I was already doing within within Wednesday and if you break it down to basic business it's how do you grow the business on the top line in terms of revenue how do you save money on the bottom line in terms of cost to make it as profitable as you can we build the budgets and try and work to them the difference here is, is how does the, the playing budget fit into that as well day to day all the football responsibility sits with our director of football Mickey and with Matt as the manager And um, the chairman oversees the whole lot of that but we're in the conversations to say this is how we'd like to operate the business, the, the director of football, this is how we'd like to operate the football side of things, and we work together and we get there. So it's, you are more involved in that side of the business, but really a lot of the learnings that we've had as a chief operating officer, you take into chief exec position. And, and, and I suppose you look at the club and, and, and the areas of the club, and I suppose that you can look
1: at to make an immediate impact, something that's been talked about a lot is, is, is communication uh, uh, and the, the importance of that. Um, Why is that, do you think, here at Shrewsbury Town, that 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 kind of potentially needs to be looked at?
2: I think we're a one-club town, first of all, so you've kind of got a captive audience. The captive audience that we've got, we need to grow. We need people that are not necessarily... Football might not be the first sport. It might not be something that they always look to the back page of the paper or listen to the radio or look at the podcast or listen to the podcasts or look at message boards. But the more we can communicate what we do the more people we can take with us on the journey, we can get to start coming to matches, we can transform that, translates into revenue to us. They buy shirts, they come to the game, they buy food. That's the way we want to go and the more people we can reach, communicate with, show them that we're more than just a football club for what happens on 90 minutes is important because then if we don't necessarily get a result on the weekend, everybody's frustrated but if they can see the good work that the club are doing through the players, through the foundation in the week, that's the way that we can keep people as I use the term, engaged, as much as we can, and I think communications at the heart of that. If People know what you're trying to do; the more the more likely to buy into what you're trying to achieve.
1: And is is that why you know? Like
2: obviously, already you've
1: set up supporters groups and, and kind of said that you know that's something that as as a club you're going to look to kind of increase already. I suppose it, what, what what in terms are your, are your aspirations from the communication side of things as a club? Or is from De- your perspective. Definitely
2: Ollie, and that's why one of the reads probably sat here in week three is we want to get mm-hmm. that out straight away and Joe and Joe was a communication director, we're we're keen to, to do that. We can't say one thing that we want to communicate and then go into our shells and not do it. We we need to do that. And that's that can be showpiece things like this where you're actually speaking in front of the media and you can put your message out to a lot of people. But also it it's how you conduct yourselves and the strategy that you put in place day to day. So the easiest way to do that is put the pillars in now and say right well if we have monthly engagement meetings with support liaison officers with important people within the club who want to be involved in that we can shape the conversations that we have on the bigger meetings rather than having 20 people trying to feed into that you set the agenda within the the supporters engagement panel of what needs to happen but then you track rank and publish your results by sharing minutes from that but also checking in with people on a Monthly basis, the SLOs, and say right, this is our structure. Every month, we will have a sit down meeting and go through how we're getting on with things from the engagement panel. That engagement panel happens once a quarter. That's already wheels are in place on that. The first ones actually booked in for the twenty first of this month now. that's how fast time's gone. Yeah. Um, but the idea of that is we put in place the parameters that we wish to work with, the strategies that we want to work on as a as an engagement panel. Supporters can feed in what they think we should work on. And the bits we can do, that's what we can go and work on. The bits we can't do, I think this is an important message as well, is if we can't do it, we'll tell you we can't do it. But that way it's a two-way communication to say, oh, we're not particularly happy with that. Yes, but there's a reason for it. However, we can help with sorting out X, Y, and Z. And I think the more we do that, the more we're living and breathing our values of what we said at the start, which is to engage people and to communicate with them
0: no it's it's really interesting that you you mentioned that is that something you went, that you saw needed improvement? you know did you look at Shrewsbury before you took the job and thought that area needs improvement or is it just something like a new idea that you wanted to implement you know how did your thinking go behind that
2: i think in in any business or any senior position you've got to have your own strategies on certain things and mine is, is about communication I think it's so important and I pinched this from one of the um, Sheffield Wednesday clients that we had as a, a boxholder, but Howard if you're listening thank you for this but I remember <laughs> sitting down with him and he said at one stage and this might sound very Yorkshire as I say it so I apologise because I'm not going to say it in the proper English <laughs> <laughs> tell them that you're going to tell them then tell them then tell them that you told them and apparently that is a an old adage but I'd never heard it before and to translate that back, that's tell them. <laughs> I'll not. I'll spare you that part. But as communications, you need to, if you want to deliver a message, keep repeating what the message is. And we took that on board. and I I'd, I'd like to think that that will go throughout my career as a the strategy. Because as as I've as I mentioned, in the, in the last point is you've you've got to take people on the journey, and it's so much easier if they know that than if than if they don't. If you keep people guessing. I think football in general—it's not a Shrewsbury particular problem. I think it's football in general. People are scared of what the fans are going to think or what they're going to do, so so they don't communicate. I think you should. Might in the fullness of time might be proved to be wrong, but I think you've got to live and die by your decisions, and and that's my decision here is I think we should try and bring people along with us as much as we can.
0: Yeah, a lot of your your work, I suppose, Liam, is going to be you know behind the scenes. Supporters won't see an awful lot of it, but. Just talk to us about how you go about building relationships with the, you know, the playing and the coaching side of things. Obviously, you're at, you've been at Sheffield Wednesday and they've had, you know, really good managers. We're talking off, off pod about Darren Moore. You know, how how have you started to develop your relationships with? You know, you mentioned Mickey Moore there, and you mentioned Matt Taylor. And and, and how does your sort of, just explain how a week's working relationship works with them? Because I suppose you're sort of the go between between the owner
2: and the and that level and the the playing side of things as well. I think you you raised a really good point and I think the fact that Mickey's pretty much been every meeting that we've had with the chairman from the start shows that that close communication happens behind the scenes that people don't see. Um we've met on pretty much every occasion I've been down to matches and when people do do not know that I was here for watching certain games I was here for for Burton sat there watching the game with with Mickey and the chairman and then being on the phone in, even prior to me joining and that close relationship has got to be there we can talk about communication off the pitch sorry uh, communication with fans but in the business that's got to be the same and on a, my very first thing to to the fact to the staff of Shrewsbury was to say I've just said communication is so important we've got to do that internally as well and if that is just sitting down and having a having a coffee with the manager or separate conversation with Mickey are all together and those conversations before a game after the game where everybody's in one room that's when you get to understand what happens from their perspective how we can help and vice versa if the things that I don't know the foundation might need the players for well that's that's where we can come into. actually Mickey we need this and so far from everything I've seen everybody's pulling in the same direction and that's what that's what we want to work together yeah
0: is it going to be a sort of you know, quieter in Shropshire, obviously, you know, I'm not going to get you to answer this, but I saw Sheffield Wednesday was a bit of a, a mad case up there with the chairman and stuff. But is it going to be quieter down in Shropshire? Is that what you're anticipating?
2: I think I think football's the
0: same as the way you go. <laughs> yeah.
2: Every club's got their, um, got their nuances that they yeah, go with. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fun place to be and that's why we're in the podcast talking about football. It's, it's everybody's escape on that 90 minutes on a weekend when you're working it's not your escape it's a bit where you're even more stressed about what's what's going off and what what can happen what can't happen but it, I mean I think most people listening to this will be failed footballers from description of which I'm definitely one yeah, absolutely <laughs> probably,
0: yeah. probably all go into that category don't we uh, <laughs> but
2: being here is such a privileged position and when it comes to match day and it comes to being in working in a club every day you have to just pinch yourself sometimes. You know, there's a 13-year-old boy in there that's that was desperate to play football. Now, you can't play, but you can be involved in being in that room and have those conversations when the director of football is talking about what's happening at the weekend or with the chairman, with with the press. So the knowledge that you get and the conversations that you're in are so important, and it's it's exciting. I think, while well, it's like that, you want to come to work, you want to give it absolutely every bit of energy that you've got to make it better, Because you're in a privileged position and you want to represent the people of Shrewsbury that want to be in your seat, you've got to do your job as hard hard and work as much as you possibly can to make it better on their behalf. Yeah, just
0: before we bring an advert, just on that, I had something written down. When you're, you you mentioned there, Joking, about being a failed footballer, you know, when you can't be a footballer as a kid, you be a coach, or, you know, for like myself and Ollie and, and, and Joe sitting with us, you know, you become a journalist. I can't imagine a kid sitting there and wanting to be a chief executive with all due respect being a chief executive of a football club you know. was there always a dream to go to that or was it just when you went into business you thought I want to get into football
2: and I want to go in that direction I think once you realise you're not going to be any good at football and you lack a severe amount of pace that you, uh, you have to look elsewhere um, and the amount of years I spent on football managers as a kid I think put you in well, you're not going to be a manager either what else <laughs> can you do um, and it's it interesting
1: g- you mentioned lack of pace because uh, we play football together, haven't we, Johnny? Oh yeah, we, yeah. Not Don't the know only that. one
2: in this podcast with a lack of pace. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but now, genuinely, i and this is going back to a, a Wednesday example. But being a kid and being a being a Wednesday fan and fortunate position, my uncle sponsored a few of the games and being stood there and the impact that makes on you as a as a young lad and seeing the players come in and presenting the man the match trophy and shaking them man, it's such an impact and. We're in such privileged positions that we need to pass that on. And when I talk about being a community club, but that's the sort of things that we do a great job of with the foundation is getting our players mm. in out in the out in the community with the kids because that's how we get them to be Shrewsbury Town supporters. How we get them to come to matches. And to f- to finish off your exact question, I remember watching the guy who was presenting uh, the man of the match who was Carlton Palmer at Wente when I was a kid, and when he was on there. <clears throat> I was so impressed by the man who was presenting the award that I was like, do you know what, this is my dream job. It's to be that commercial guy was where it was. And when you get into that position, you think, well, actually, just want to help, whether that be Wednesday, whether that be shoes, whether that, whatever organisation that is, I think you've got to try and help it as much as you can. And I'm not going to pretend to be some kind of super philanthropist, but you work hard, you want to make whatever you do better. And being here in a football club and saying, well, if we can make the commercial a bit better, can we make the operations a bit better? How can we... How can we all work together to get get something moving? And in this particular case, it's Shrewsbury Town, and what an amazing place to be to try and to try and do that.
0: Yeah, just quickly before we do bring the advert, you mentioned Wednesday fan. There was it difficult to leave, you know, to leave that behind to come to Shrewsbury. did that play any sort of part? Any, you know, your affiliation with the club at all?
2: Uh, I, I think in football you always have your own team that you you support. But as I've as I, as I mentioned to Joe separately is you the company that you work for, I think is the most important thing in life is you, you're here, you're gonna work for them, you've got to give them everything that you've got. Therefore, you you, you cut me up and now I bleed blue and amber rather than blue <laughs> and white. It's a different thing. My dad's an example. My dad's already come to every game since I've got the job. He's oh, got Shrewsbury shirt and shoes Shrewsbury hat on and he sits in the away end. He was at Barnsley, he was at Wigan and I think that's, oh, that's that becomes great. part of you. Yeah. And my missus is the yeah. same. Every time I leave on a Friday to go back up north, it cost me 200 quid in the club shop in different shirts and things that I buy <laughs> for people. So I think I'm spending more than I'm earning at the minute.
0: Good stuff. Going to be s- split loyalties next season. If Sheffield Wednesday get relegated, then you're going to be a bit... No, no at all. all. It's, you,
2: <laughs> as I say, it's, it's a, I'm here now, living, breathing. I said this to the chairman when we first met Is For 28 years, he's probably a long time before that, he's lived and breathed everything Truthbury Town. All he wants is the best for this football club. I buy into that and I want to be there to be that, to be his eyes and ears and do all that for him and, and, and show him give him something back for, for what he's put in and for the fans out there that come and support the club give him the hard-earned money to come and give up their own time give up everything they've got to come and support the team I want to give them everything back to, to do that forget Wednesday for me it's all about Shrewsbury Town
0: fantastic just a shout out for our, our sponsor as we said the Shrewsviews podcast and all our podcasts here at the shops you Shop start are brought to you by the Kettle and Toaster Man the graded product specialist over in uh, Thorns Road in Briley Hill they've got some fantastic products at fantastically low prices so head over to the Kettle and to check out some of those products
1: um, we first met didn't we um, a couple of weeks ago at the Derby game I think it was before the derby game. Yep. You came up and said, hello. Um it's been a bit of a roller coaster on the field since then. I mean, that was an extreme high, wasn't it? And then obviously it's quite come to plan since then. But I just wanted to ask you just about on the actual football inside. What have you made of, you know, the, the way the team are going at the
2: moment? I think that the derby game is, is a prime example of showing that the green shoots are there for the positive positivity that we that we're trying to get to. It's a brilliant game, brilliant atmosphere. The fact that we've got the the safe 8, standing. 8,000 people. 8, people oh, amazing. Right and, and that the place was rocking, and that's what we, we want to try and get. And part of that is showing the people that came to that game that if you come support the team, the better that will impact on the players. The more atmosphere we can generate, the better they're going to play. In it. And it's a cycle. If we can do that, that's what we want to try and get to. The results after that haven't gone our way, but we've got, as, you, as we said off air, we've got players coming back from injury. That's going to be an exciting time because we've got tough games, and on the pitch, it's just about accumulate as many points as we can get. And um, <clears throat> there was there was quite a, a
1: lot of statements and a lot of this kind of preludial time at the club. But in 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 the summer the summer there was um, some statements about uh, you know like financial security, and and I, and I just wanted to ask you h- how is that the financial perspective from the club? Because for a little while it's been obviously you've got Mickey Moore as director of football, um, but it, it's hard to ask him as a director of football, questions on club's finances. How is the club's financial position at the moment? Is it healthy? Because some of those statements could be, if you read into them, could be seen as, as worrying
2: in the summer. I think there's, there's two bits. I think there's the whole macro to micro situation. If you look at football in general, it tends to be a, a finance problem across the entire, probably 92 clubs, even if you include the Premier League clubs. There's, there's always challenges regarding finances where we are we're in a situation now where we, we've we got to reconcile the books for this year we'll have a better better understanding at that stage but kind of where we've been is, is now gone it's about what we can do every day and i've I've said this earlier in, in the pod is it's every it's every decision we make is that going to help us on the bottom line or add money on the top line and if we all think like that in every department financially we're going to go in the right direction that might be saving 20 pound on where we buy coffee from across the bar, it might be bringing a new sponsor that 's an extra twenty thousand pounds. Everything helps as, long as as long as we 're all pulling in that direction, that will help the clubs become financially sustainable and get to a position like we were six, seven years ago where we 've got cash reserves, and that 's what we 're trying to get back to again and,
1: and, and there was a lot of change in the summer at the club, um, and I know this was before your time so um, but you know, fans have wanted to know what happened over over the course of the summer. Do you think that's something that will perhaps become clear in time, or do
2: you think that's past and it's about moving forward now? I think it's about moving forward. Things have things have happened. Some things have been said. Some have not been said. There'll always be there'll, be, there'll always be things that can be said. However, from from our perspective, I'm I'm here now. There's a new team here now. We want to move forward. It's about to concentrate on the future and the positive things that we can bring rather than focusing on what's happened in the past. And you know the question that all
1: fans want to know, how many million have we got to spend in January? Oh, <laughs> not, not million, million but, but Millions, billions I, is yeah. it? That's, the, uh, that, that's where we're going. You know, that's the, um, I suppose that's the question of, of, will there potentially be some funds available to, to strengthen in January
2: if, if Matt and Mickey feel as though they need to? I think the fact that Joe are Head of Communications had to buy me a bacon sandwich, a vegan bacon sandwich. I must say, this morning probably shows the funds that are available. But now I'm I'm only kidding. That, again, that side of the business, that's the football side, is completely left with with Mickey, and that's that's his and Matt's decision to see where we where we get to on that. Good stuff. Um
0: I just want to talk to you about a little bit about what we're talking about on the communication side of things. You know, when you come into a, into a club like Shoes, we, you know, what are there any other ideas or things that you specifically want to implement that you've seen that might be missing at Shrewsbury, or you think could be added to? Is there anything at the moment that you've maybe got in the pipeline that you can reveal to us that you're looking to to, to maybe move the club in a certain direction on a certain topic, or 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 implement,
2: like you said, a new idea? Or I think we've we we referenced it just before the adverts and the communication strategies there, and then there's been no point having that two way dialogue if you're not going to listen to the areas that need to come in so one thing we we did at my time at Wednesday was was the engagement panel but from that you get ideas that then shape the decision that you want to do I know in the past the the supporters were instrumental in the safe standing it's kind of not over to you we've got our own ideas that some of them we'll share in those meetings some of them that we won't but if there's things that we're missing that people think right actually that, that should be a strand that we're working on tell us about it and then we can help and we can try and try and work together and then I don't think anything can be more rewarding for the supporters if they think that they're part of something and we help them work together on that I think that can become a key part of the strategy provided it fits into what we're wanting to do which is be financially sustainable and engaging and and doing the right thing for the community right now if you say what what needs to happen well three weeks into the role we're still unpicking where we sit and the areas that we need to focus on what's the, the uh,
0: coming in what have you seen so far that the, is sort of the toughest job you know what's the uh, there's probably two strands to this what's the toughest part of a ceo's job and um, what's the biggest challenge you think you're going to face here at, at shrewsbury not to put you on the spot or anything yeah. I, think,
2: <laughs> I think the the biggest challenge is that the challenge is also the biggest positive and that's that every day is different you come in and uh, I've said this to pretty much everybody I've spoken to so far is you come in with your your textbook. this is how I want to run this football club and this is what we're going to do and we're going to have these weekly meetings and these one-to-ones and this is how we're going to st- set up the week and strategically we're going to operate this way. But then something comes in your door and completely crashes that and before you know it, it's Thursday and you're like, where have I been and what have I been doing? But it's because you're there to not only try and strategically guide the club through certain parts but you've also got to got to deal with the hand, the hand that you dealt. And I think that's, that's the biggest part of a CEO We've been able to... Get the plans in place as quickly as you can, so that other people are working on projects for you. So that while you're dealing with certain things, when you do speak to the the key members of your team, you come back as how are you getting on, and they've delivered the results that you're after while you're not there. And, and that's something that's been really good so far. That the management team that are here are great. They all know the roles and they can be be trusted. and And they love the fact that you're giving the autonomy to. Say, can you go and help me with that? You come back and the project's been sorted. And you think well. That to me, if you can deliver the results from other people, that's a key part of a CEO's role, to be able to be accountable for many things and keep those plates spinning, even if you are not directly working on them yourself.
1: I, I suppose when you come into a to a new club like this, you're likely to set yourself some goals or, or some 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 am, ambitions. Like, what 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 are those for you here at Shrewsbury?
2: Think I've said, I think to get to the end of this week is one of them. Um, no, it, it has been very much a a fast fast paced start because yeah. of the things that have, have happened, where we are, the amount of games that we've got going yeah, up. Games, <laughs> you finish one game, you, you debriefing saying what went well, what can do better, before you know what the next game's around, and you're having that same conversation again. The the benefit of that is if you looked at this as thirty days, sixty days, ninety days to, to where you want to be, well, you've got to get through that first bit, you've got to learn an awful lot in that first 30 days then the next 60 days about right stop take a deep breath what did you want to to implement and that's probably when you do start putting that in so you're having some structure around how we work how the management team work where where we where we touch base with every department is important to get that structure in because then you can deliver as we've just said through other people the fact the next part of that is the other projects that we've got working is right we re- review what has happened in those in those ninety days. So fan engagement we talked about is a really big important part of it. How has that moved on since that first week? We know we've got dates in the diary for that that to work out. Have we had those meetings? What are the actions from them? Have we started working on them? And it all starts from having the right plan in place, which if we've been all things considered probably won't be until you're at the end of that three month period to say right, these are the areas that we need to focus on. And on the field we've just got to get as many points as we can and keep moving that forward. Off the field, we've got to make. It's about making the right decisions to contribute towards what's happening on the pitch, to make us as financially sustainable as you mentioned only previously, so that we can then help the team on the pitch by what we're doing off it.
1: And, and I suppose. A lot of that is is, is things as as, as, as you 've still not been here that long and, and, and in the short term, in the short term, but I suppose if you were to to look back at it over if you were to fast forward fifteen years and you were to look back at your time at Shrewsbury what what
2: would you say that you would want to achieve when you look back I think you, i've said this on a previous podcast i 've done for it for different people is in any role that you, you do you want to try and be famous for something and that's not being famous literally by the meaning but you want to have something that you look back on and, and you're proud of we're in a situation now where financially we need to we need to make some change and get the club back into an even keel and then back into a stage where we're, we're profitable and to do that in football is a difficult place to be but from my perspective if I can work with the chairman and help him on that journey that would be a big, big box to tick in where we want to be on the pitch we're fighting hard as everybody can see on a weekly basis in League One we'd like to be in a position where we're not looking back over our shoulders and pushing forward but football is a game as we all know that can go at fine margins and as long as we're all working towards doing something the right way hopefully the results will fall into place on the pitch which will help us on the journey that we're making off it to that financial sustainability and hopefully we get the fans in a place and the supporters in a place that they feel like this club is something that they 're proud of, and something that they can't wait to come to on a saturday and, and that financial
1: security and sustainability is that something that obviously you must believe is is really achievable
2: I think you think you've got to if you don 't believe and you 're not working towards something you believe in what's what's the point in doing it in the first place you 've got yeah. to lift every stone and think well, what can we done here to to improve that? What can be done to, to save costs, generate money, and that goes for every single part of the Of the business, there's good people here that work absolutely, work their socks off and that's through every department what we need now is the people such as we talk about, these engagement panels the the salt for all, the parliament I always get the wrong names, so apologies if I've got the wrong names for things there, but we want people to help us, so if if you think you know what we can help you with this, tell us because that's how we're going to do it, We've, we've got a small number of staff, we want people to be engaged so they come and help and that one thing that we've talked about and I apologise to anybody on the engagement panel, but one of the things I want to bring up there is we're going to be starting a business networking situation. What that will be is there's lots of companies out there that might not be able to afford advertising, but they could potentially give us a day's labour as a, a plasterer or as a builder or anything that they can do. It might be, I mean, I, I joke as I say this, but at Sheffield Wednesday we had a, a beehive company that then wanted to come and supply us with a beehive at the foundation. <laughs> it's It's those kind of people that... They might not be able. They might not be in a business. Business is tough for everybody. My own football club clubs, but out there since COVID, since where we are at the moment, cost of living. But they want to support the club. What could you do to help? And if we can pull those people together, and that's going to be one of the agenda points at the engagement panel. What can they do? Can they help us cut down the memorial garden and keep down, cut down the grass? Can they come in and can they help us? I use a plastering term, I promise I'm not a plasterer from, from trade within, but can they help us with that? Because these are all costs that affect a club day to day. And if we can if we can get those costs down, and apologies I sound like a broken record on that, but if that can be done by the supporters, that's exactly what we want to create, is where can where can we all work together for the benefit of this club, for the benefit of the community to keep keep it moving and turn it round mm-hmm. so that is it possible to be financially sustainable? Yes, but it does take a lot of hard work and a lot of people working together.
0: It, uh, it, it, you speak there, don't you? It's about bringing you know people together. I Just want to ask one point on what you were saying there, Ollie. And you mentioned it about getting the club back on an even keel in terms of you know, and a lot of fans worry about the financial you know position of their clubs. Is that going to you know we've heard we've seen statements from the chairman from Roland Ritchie about finances and stuff in the last few months. Is that going to take quite a while to get that back to? You know, an even keel, as you were saying there, or do you, do you envisage that being a slow process, or you know, what's the time frame on that?
2: I think three weeks in, it be it'd be unfair to comment, but I think the the most important thing with that is we have got a chairman. It will be the envy of of most clubs in that regard. Is it somebody who's is it, is the benefactor? I think is, is the right term. Who, who wants the best for this football club and has always done that and has continued to to take it forward. As I've said in in this pod podcast, is. I believe in that and I want to help him and help the staff and help help this community keep this going and the financial stability of it is a key part and it's something that if you look at just take what we've done at Wednesday away from the field side of things we have increased revenue we have cut costs and that's something that we want to we want to do here um day to day at the moment it's a challenge but we're not in any immediate risk or anything like that it's just a case of we want to make the right decisions because if you're in business, that's what. whether that's going back to the B.I., whether that's a B.I. business or a football club, you've got to make the right decisions to try and be sustainable to make sure your business is here for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years to come.
0: If there are any B.I. companies that are listening, I'm sure you'll be delighted to hear. Yeah,
2: we are looking for a B.I. sponsor as well. Comes, uh, <laughs> any blasters.
0: Phil, <laughs> we uh,
1: we, 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 we've, we've chatted a lot and a lot of the stuff we've kind of chatted about has been fairly serious, fit to the, to the matter kind of points. I just wanted to ask... I suppose, for the sake of Shrewsbury Town fans, a little bit of, about yourself, about your, about, without asking for chapter and verse in terms of every day, you got up one day and you had Kellogg's for breakfast, but like as, as a general kind of, you know, about, about your life, your working life, kind of where you've grown up and, uh, and things about that. So I suppose a listener can, can get to know you a little bit more.
2: Yeah, I think it's one of the things. Anybody likes talking about themselves <laughs> about <laughs> themselves. But from now from from my perspective, I've always loved football. I've always loved sport, played football, yeah. played rugby growing up and without trying to get too emotional, but I think football's so important, not just what we see on a Saturday Shrewsbury Time professional football. I think it's important in everybody's life and I'd encourage anybody to get into team sports. I've I'll not bore you with the details of my life story, but Everywhere I've been in life, I've worked in different countries around the world. I've lived in Dubai, I've lived in New York. I've done that kind of thing. And everywhere I've been, football has been the thing that's, that's worked for me and brought, gives you friends, teaches you bits about respecting your friends, team, teamwork, turning up on time. Just little things in life I think sport's so important for, football in particular. You can turn me, if you're not a player of football, and I'm definitely not very good, as everybody will tell you, but the... Where do you play? I'm a very very laborious sentiment <laughs> a very a, very You're sitting uh, bo- in front of the back yeah. floor sweeping up there's a box to box midfield I and mean, there's just kind of a box, box midfield field. I think <laughs> that's, that's where, where I sit I'm, but I love it and I still play Sunday League football as I mentioned and, and part of that is because it's just that thing of being with the lads having having the crack having a beer after the game and thinking do you know what this this sport that we all love is, is important and I'm not getting emotional as I say but it it opens up things in life and that communication that you learn and that stuff. And I know you play cricket, Ollie, and that amount of time you spend sat there with your pals while someone else is batting, is, I think, gives you... Generally for me, it's quite a lot of time sat with my <laughs> pals because I'm not batting myself for very yeah. long. So, yeah. but, but I think it's so important and, and I think me as a person, is that's what, that's what I love and that's why I like working in football because you want to try and give something back and the message about community and things that I, I harp on about I think is the more people you can touch, the more people you can impact and impart that upon, the better society can be in, in general. The the people who, who play these games and go and see the mates and do that and, and are active, a healthier, happier mental health situation that we have in the world is the more chance you've got to have a happy life if, if you're involved in sport. And that, That's why as a 36-year-old, I'm still towing that caravan around with me on a Sunday morning.
1: <laughs> and, and And I suppose... I know this is something that you were going to touch on, Johnny. But but like, Shropshire is, was it a place that you'd, you'd kind of been to a lot, Shrewsbury? Is it a place that you knew well? But kind of what are your what are your
2: first in, impressions of the of the area? I think I've stumbled across a bit of a hidden gem, to be honest. The uh, it was the it was the club, it was the chairman that that drew me here in the first place. To the point I was going down to to where I was staying on the on the first Monday night. It was really my first trip into the town when I've been here and. Kind of doing the circuit with wednesday as a coo and going to every boardroom you kind of in and out and that's that's it you don't see the town, and even though i've been here a couple of times with wednesday to shrewsbury i would not been in and seen how beautiful it is and that first drive in i was on the phone to my missus and i was going it's a bit nice it? it's a little bit different <laughs> to uh doncaster but now apologies donny <laughs> um, uh, that's where that's where i live and um, but it it was so nice and i but i came into the office on the tuesday and said to said to me I said oh nice it's true and the chairman's winding me up saying if you find me one place better in Yorkshire than what it is in, in Troops you'll be very surprised but <laughs> we were having a laugh, a laugh and a joke about it and I said we're walking down the river and it's just just really nice and everybody in the office said you like that river now by Friday it'll have flooded it have been here three weeks and it's been flooded two out of the three weeks so um, yeah that's my first impression but no, it's a beautiful place everybody's been super super friendly with me and it's been a an amazing place to be, and long may that continue. And if I can give anything back to, as I say, I've given this everything I've got to make it a success, um, and hopefully that'll mean that it becomes a long, long-term place for us to be. And um,
1: you're a Shrewsbury, not a Shrewsbury, Would
2: that be right? Well, I don't, I don't know what's the correct one. I, I'm, I'm, oh a, no, Sh- I I'm a Shrewsbury one, but well, I'm, I'm always told that so
0: Shrewsbury. Is like it depends what side of the river you're river from, but I think more. Upper class people say Shrewsbury, I think, oh, Shrewsbury I think people say Shrewsbury, so I, but I, I'll always say Shrewsbury is the right way to say it. That's as as someone
2: from Barnsley then in that case, I'm <laughs> definitely Shrewsbury, yeah. Yeah. and it depends where I say I'm from, I've said, earlier I said, Rodham Bar- I live, I'm from bang in between Rotherham, Barnes in Doncaster, so depending on what mood I'm in, yeah. and weather's doing better, better or worse at football at the time, <laughs> yeah. that's where I say I'm from. Yeah. But it's a home I'm game for you last week then, wasn't it? It, it was funny like <laughs> getting up there and seeing a lot of my friends of Barnsley fans and uh, speaking to them before the game and saying Look, where do I park because the parking situation us at Barnsley and those kind of conversations and then even with the media he has got friends that are up there reporting from Radio Sheffield it's nice to see people have a chat with them and and football as as we all know every department you know everybody from every club so it, it's a big friendly thing, but yeah, it was quite nice on Tuesday night to not be driving up and down around the country and just be getting home at ten o'clock. It was it was lovely.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. You mentioned there about you know going back and spending
2: loads of money in the club shop and stuff. Are you looking for a base down in, in Shropshire or? That, that's the plan. So I'm, yeah. I'm here already five nights a week, so I've. That's just a that's a place of just getting settled now, and it's it's been it genuinely. I, I've I've said it just then, but it, it's been brilliant and just being in a new place giving me reinvigorated really to, to get started on something new, you've, you've done a lot of things in your previous role, you can bring the good stuff with you and get cracking on it as soon as you can Challenges challenge has been so far, there's just so much to do day to day the bits you want to do you've not quite got, got on with yet but that's what the next, as I said before, with the next 30 days, that's what that's about from, from my perspective, being down here I think is so important, I think as a Chief Exec or Chief Operating Officer or any role in football, I think you've got to be present I think being in the office five five days a week for me is is part of it. You've got to live, sleep, breathe, eat, drink it. Whatever the saying is, I've gone a bit over the top there. But that is important. And then on a match day is the same. Is I don't think in my role, I don't think it's about, and I might be wrong to other really successful CEOs out there, but I don't think your place is the boardroom on a match day. I think you go and say hello to people. But my view is you're in and amongst the fans. You speak to people, you talk to people, approachable to everybody, listen be nice and then the same with the sponsors the same with the partners the same with people that are in it should be in the sovereign the media everybody you should be going around and seeing as many people as you can to put that it's pointless saying it's about communication and then sitting away and not speaking to people i think the most important thing is that match day experience because that's the time when people do get to interact with you taking on board that feedback on that day and being a presence and being seen i think is really important
0: Yeah, if you do find a place, don't go by the river because your insurance premiums will be through the roof probably. (laughs) If the last three weeks are are anything to go by. Yeah, if there's
2: any estate agents listening that want to do me a good deal, (laughs) I'm yeah, I'm I'm more than than
0: happy. Yeah, there we go. You might get some good sponsor boards around there, the matter if they find you a good deal. Um, Ollie, is that all from you? Yeah. Any other business? No, no. No? no. Liam, thank you very much for your time. Are you going to come on again in a few months?
1: That's yeah, it. Put, I, that's it. Put him on the spot. We can have a I we can, can have a be, we
0: can no. have a big progress report in front sort of us. <laughs> uh,
2: no, I, I, as I said, you you'll you just have live and breathe it there. But you you can't say you want to communicate and then not communicate. So I won't be I won't be any every week presenting. Don't worry, Lance I'll not be uh, I'll not be ruining your listeners that often. But no, I'm i I'm, I'm here to chat. And as I've said to to other people, if there's things that people want to discuss. Our doors open. Let me know, and we can we can always sit down and have a conversation.
0: Good stuff. Well, as always, thanks for your time. You know, good luck with the uh, the job and stuff. And yeah, hopefully uh, your bill in the club shop starts to go down as everyone's got <laughs> their kit. <and laughs> it's Friday afternoon to now, so I'm, well, <laughs> I was well. going to say yeah, I'll be keeping it open late yeah, for a big ready. a big order. Ollie, as always, good to see you. Pleasure, Johnny. Pleasure. Um, Salad so fans, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back. Uh, We're we'll back next week. Uh, we'll be talking a bit of Bolton. Um, and FA Cup etc etc but until then on Shrews Views goodbye